Welcome to the Not All Love and Life podcast. I'm your host, Romy Moreno, and today we have licensed mental health counselor and future author, Nani Solares. You are a therapist and your specialty is codependency. So if you could just give us a little bit about yourself before we get into that. Yeah. So yes, I've been practicing as a psychotherapist now for close to 17 years. And I do I do have a certain niche for codependency. And interestingly enough, I didn't go looking for it. I stumbled upon it in my own healing journey. So in 2002, I had a life crisis, a very big life crisis, and came to realize from that crisis that I needed help and I needed to get better. I realized that I have some serious problems, emotional problems in my life. I came to realize that I have some serious self-esteem problems. And that's kind of where my journey began. At that point, I wasn't even, I hadn't even gone back to school yet. It was kind of the beginning. And then right after that was when I decided to go back to school and get a, a graduate degree in in psychology and continue my healing journey. But as I was working on healing addictive behaviors and personal emotional issues, relationship problems and and self-esteem problems, my journey kept taking me constantly to the codependency healing. My expertise from codependency comes from not just the background that I have in terms of my, my studies and my career, but from really <laughs> doing the research. Yeah, and doing the work. And doing the work. Because codependency healing is some of the deepest work we will ever do. And some of the most difficult work we will ever do. And sometimes some of the most painful work we will ever do. Yeah, I've definitely gone down that journey and I could agree 100%. But as I say, you've done the work and that is because you're great at doing what you do because we've also had the conversation of how there's certain therapists and there's certain healers and there's certain people that are out there trying to help people, but they haven't done the work themselves. And we are our greatest teachers. We are not only our greatest teachers, but we are our greatest healers. Mm, Yes. We Mm -hmm. are our own greatest healers. And my journey of healing codependency is much different than the traditional uh, codependency literature. Because what I have found is it's all encompassing. Codependency healing, from my perspective, is all encompassing. It encompasses our entire life. It's not just our relationships. It's not just for addicts. Those are some of the myths about codependency healing. You know, early codependency literature really focused on addicts and the family members of addicts. I was one of those individuals. And I think that's why I, I, I was, I was, you know, uh, shown the, the way of healing codependency, but addicts do not have the monopoly on codependency. Neither do family members of addicts. It affects everybody in some way, in some cases, so severely that I have worked with individuals that their codependency is like a crack addiction. It is that destructive in their lives. And there have been a few people that I have worked with that I've told them, you need to go inpatient for your codependency because it is as severe and as destructive in your life as crack cocaine is 
in the lives of a crack addict. It is destroying your life and you are unable to make powerful choices to get yourself free on your own because that's, you know, that's what happens. And so sometimes it can be that severe. And then, you know, for most of us, it affects us, you know, in other areas of our lives, it affects us in ways that sometimes we don't even realize is codependency. So as a therapist, that's why it's become such a niche for me, because as I help my clients view their life and their issues through the lens of codependency, it's like you get a, a big picture. You get a big picture of not just this problem or that problem or that problem, but you get a big picture of what is the problem? What is the overall problem in my life? And codependency healing always brings us back to ourselves. We are always the issue and we are always the solution. And that's the power of codependency healing. And that's why it is so difficult because we have to stop blaming our experiences, our past, our traumas, our parents, they might have done terrible things. We might have had horrible experiences. But at the end of the day, we will only change through the inner journey of self, through healing the inner self and finding our true power. Can you explain what codependency actually is? Yes. So when, when I work with my clients, I first tell them what the symptoms are because most people think codependency is its symptoms. So that's why I like to first, okay, here's the symptoms. And now let me tell you what it really is. And let me tell you what the actual problem is. So I wrote a book called so far tentatively, because it's still in the editing phase called the healing codependency, a spiritual journey to our higher self. And my theory of codependency is a spiritual journey that brings us inward to the journey of the self, to the journey of the soul's awakening and to the awakening and connection with higher self, which then begins to heal our lives radically, profoundly, but from the inside out, as opposed to conventional treatments, fixing problems on the outside, rather, instead of trying to really fix the problems that exist on the inside. So I came up with a definition a working definition of codependency for my book that is codependency is a pattern of dysfunctional and maladaptive behaviors that affect people at various levels. And I would just extend that and say at all levels. One, our relationships with ourselves, which affect our self-identity and our self-esteem. Two, our relationships with others. And three, our ability to self-actualize, which is to reach our fullest potential in life, to attain to our personal growth, goals, and ambitions. So as you can see, it affects our relationship with ourselves, affects our relationship with others, and affects our ability to self-actualize, to thrive, and to reach our potential, and by extension, the soul's journey, which is to fulfill its destiny through this life. So that is my working definition for codependency. Now, if you'd like, I can tell you what the signs and symptoms of codependency, and this is where I tell my clients, okay, let, here, here, I'm going to break it down, okay? And you tell me which ones you check off. So these are some of the signs and symptoms. So individuals with codependency issues have an un unstable sense of self. They don't know themselves well. They struggle with their self-identity. They're conformists a lot of the times. They're being 
who and what people expect them to be and do instead of actually who they are. And that's probably because they don't even know who they are. They struggle with self-esteem issues and worthlessness issues. They have an external locus of control, which means that their decisions are informed by the external approval or validation or expectations of others or the world around them. They lack an internal locus of control, which is our ability to really seek within ourselves and our own self-identity and our own principles to inform our choices and, and belief systems. So they, they tend to have an external locus of control. They tend to be very sensitive to other people's opinions. They're very sensitive to disapproval or rejection. They can be people pleasers and often are people pleasers. They lack the ability to be assertive. They lack the ability to raise conflict in relationships, to uh, ask for what they want and need in relationships and often go without what they want and need in relationships. They can be doormats. They can put up with things that they shouldn't put up with. They accept unacceptable behaviors. They have a hard time setting boundaries and limits in relationships. They have a difficulty saying no. And one of the, the I think the most painful aspects of codependency is that irrational codependent guilt. Codependents seem to feel guilty about everything. Hey, it's me, Romy. I want to share a moment with you. You know, we often talk about healing, growth, and doing the work on this podcast. But where do you start? When you're feeling overwhelmed by life's challenges, trapped in the past, worried about the future, or like you're constantly battling your own thoughts and emotions, living in a reactive state versus response, passing up opportunities because of lack of confidence and fear, not knowing how to set boundaries with others, but most importantly, with yourself. That's why I created my Healing the Root Cause program. It's for those out there feeling overwhelmed and yearning for change, connection, authenticity. Pretty much, you're tired of your own shit. Together, using my proven root framework, we'll recognize your triggers, overcome the past, operate with confidence, and transform your life. As I say, it's not all love and light, and this healing journey is about confronting the shadows and embracing the mess, but still loving yourself through it all. I'll be right there with you, guiding you on this journey, every raw moment, every breakthrough, every step of the way. So if you're feeling that tug and want to apply to work with me, fill out the application in the show notes and we'll see if we're a good fit for each other and take it from there. Either way, I'm rooting for you. Uh, they feel guilty if they said no. They feel guilty if they couldn't lend you the money, even if they don't have the money. And sometimes even if they can't lend you the money, they still give you the money because they can't say no. And they're people pleasers and they put themselves last a lot of times in relationships. They struggle with having adequate self-care. They struggle with really knowing really what is the balance between doing for others and taking care of themselves. And in, in actuality, we have a, a, an importance and a priority for self-care in our personal lives as well as in our relationships. And things that have to do with self-care are, you know, nutritional and, and fitness and personal health habits that keep us healthy and energized and well, as well as spiritual and psychological 
practices that help us to stay centered and heal, and as well as self-care and relationships, which pertains to the ability to set boundaries, to set limits, to say no, to ask for what we want and need. So with codependence, often self-care is, you know, poor, and they're often the last person, the bottom person on the totem pole, and the last person in their eyes to get their needs met. And oftentimes, because they don't get their needs met, they can feel very resentful that they're not getting their needs met. And oftentimes in relationships, they feel that they get the the short end of the stick. They feel that they give more than they get. And then here again, they have a difficulty with actually asserting themselves, asking for what they want to need and, and, and setting boundaries around that. And so then they're resentful because they're not getting what they want to need and because they're getting the short end of the stick, but then they don't have the assertiveness to actually get what they want to need and have healthy and happy relationships. So you can see it's a vicious cycle. Right. I was just going to say that it's like a cycle of like anger, guilt, shame, and then it goes all the way back and forth. And then I I notice that people that are very codependent apologize a lot for everything. For themselves. Themselves. Yeah, they apologize for asking a question. Absolutely. And they, can't, they have a hard time receiving a compliment. Mm. They have a hard time when people do things for them. Sometimes codependents have that savior complex because they've learned to get their identity in what they do for others. Mm-hmm. And one of the one of the aspects of codependency healing is we have to learn you are the gift in your relationships. Not what you do for people. Your value is not in what you do for people. Your value is in who you are. But because they don't know their value and they're not connected to their intrinsic value, they do all of these things in relationships to get approval, to get love, to get validation. And it falls short. They fail to get what they want and need because it's it's a very destructive pattern that can ultimately not get us what we need. And uh, so codependents can be doormats in relationships. Um, They can easily fall prey to uh, indirect methods of communication, manipulation, passive aggressive. So if somebody tries to guilt them into something, then then their irrational irrational guilt comes up and then they they feel bad and then they have to do it. Um, So let's see what else they, uh, they need constant validation in their relationships because their self-worth needs and self-approval needs are actually in the hands of others and the world around them. And I'll explain that in a minute. Um, They have a hard time letting go of anger and hurts. They take them very personally and very deeply, and they often wound them very deeply. They have excessive shame, as you said, excessive guilt, and often they have addictive behaviors and compulsions. So those are just the signs and symptoms. And you know, I always tell people, just like in, 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 in our mental health diagnoses, you know, we need to meet criteria by checking off a certain number of symptoms. So obviously not everybody's going to have all these symptoms, but most people will have some of these. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to knock everything off the list to be codependent. Unfortunately not. <laughs> Are you familiar with like the attachment styles? Yes. Uh, so would you say that people that have an anxious attachment style are codependent? They are definitely going to have codependency issues. And funny, funnily enough, I had somebody who asked, was very confused the other day with me in, in therapy about the attachment styles and codependency. 
So with the attachment styles, we're looking at a specific period of time of the, ch the child's birth. And that is the very beginning time of, of, of being born and being an infant. And the caregiver infant bond and cues and connections begin to form for that child the concepts that will frame their experience of life if life is safe, if people are predictable, if people are safe, if they are loved, if they are lovable, if they are valuable. All of that starts to come in through the early childhood experiences between caregiver and infant. Um, and, and I think attachment theory is fascinating. However, codependency healing is going to encompass the entire lifespan. And how, yes, those early experiences affected us, but then how our life from that moment on after the attachment period then is just confirmed and reframed through our experiences to believe in certain ways. So from zero to seven, the personality is formed. And after that, because this has formed the ways we see the world, ourselves, others, relationships, our lovability, our value, even the concepts of God and spirituality, all of those are belief systems. And depending on our belief systems, that's the way that we're going to interpret our world. And based on our interpretations and our perceptions, that's going to create our choices and our actions. So after the personality is formed from zero to seven, then now we just start to confirm these belief systems through our choices and the experiences that come from those choices. So again, here's another vicious cycle. This is the problem of codependency is we just keep repeating these vicious cycles. We just keep seeing ourselves the way that the world initially showed us to see ourselves and the world and relationships until we wake up and begin a healing journey where now we can start seeing ourselves more clearly and from my perspective from a more inward energetic spiritual and even divine perspective so how would you say that codependency is is built like how does it, it develop yes so and this is this is I, my theory in particular so i haven't heard this from any other theory but this is the theory that i've created from my own experience in codependency and what I see with other people. So for me, codependency happens because invariably, when we are children, we cannot get or develop a self-concept, right? We have to look to the external world to tell us, who am I? What's my value? What's my worth? What am I good at? Am I good? Am I damaged? Am I valuable? Am I pretty? Am I ugly? Am I stupid? Am I unloved? Am I rejected? Am I abandoned? So our experience of life that is being reflected through our circumstances, through our family of origin, through our relationship with our parents, through things that happen to us, start to really give us a sense of who we are. And this is the personality that is developed. So the personality that we develop from the external experience of life is the lower self and is ego. But because children cannot develop a self-concept because the brain hasn't developed 
and they cannot do that. And then they're not taught to do that, especially here in the West, where we're not taught the internal quest for self. We're taught here in the West to always look externally for everything, for happiness, for security, for love, for approval, for validation, for worth. Everything is external. And so we have no choice but to develop an ego. We have no choice to develop a false identity because that's the only identity we can form. And that identity begins to inform our choices, our principles, our values, who we are, who we present ourselves to be, and who we come to believe that we are. This is me. I am my personality. And that to me is the codependency trap because they only have an external concept of self. And because they only have an external concept of self, they have to keep searching outside of themselves to continue to bolster and validate those identities. I am beautiful. I am intelligent. I am the jock. I am the dancer. I am the cheerleader. I am damaged. I am broken. I am abused. I am traumatized. I am unwanted. Those are all ex examples of the false identities that can develop through our lives. And a false identity, we have come to believe that that is who we are because our search is only external. So for me, in my codependency theory, healing begins when we start to search inward for self-identity, self-approval, self-love, self-worth, happiness, and peace and security. See, we're all looking for identity, happiness, and security, but everybody's been looking down the wrong path because they can't find it outside of themselves. When we find our identity from what is reflected back to us, it's a false identity. It's a house of cards. Who we are is innate, spiritual, energetic. We are light and love. We are not a physical body. We are not what we look like. We aren't even a gender. From that perspective, we encompass all the genders. We encompass all of the attributes of God. We encompass, we are one with everything, with life, with God, with everybody, with animals. And so through that internal connection, once we start connecting it within, then we start to be able to really live what I call from the inside out, which is now I'm finding identity from within, worth from within, love from within, approval from within. And now this breaks that pattern, that addictive pattern. That's why I, I, I think it's called codependency because where addicts are addicted to their crack or their alcohol or their, or their cocaine, codependents are addicted to the external validation, to the external praise. They need it to bolster the false identity. Once we develop a true identity, we start to dismantle the ego and those needs that it has. And we find complete radical self-approval and acceptance and true unconditional inner self-love. We connect within through meditation, through breath work, through grounding, through just being with ourselves and beginning to have a healthy, happy, loving relationship with the inner energetic self, not the physical self. 
not the self that is either skinny or fat, beautiful or ugly, intelligent or dumb, woman, man, or other. It's the self that is within, that is none of those things and all of those things. And that then begins a deep inner healing journey that will, I mean, you're going to, you're going to look at your depression. You're going to look at your anxiety. You're going to look at your thoughts. You're going to look at your compulsions. You're going to look at your addictions. It's going to cause you to look at all of it through the lens of codependency. How would you say codependency affects not only romantic relationships, because that's also a misconception that people think, oh, codependency is only on in relationships, but also friendships family relationships, professional relationships, and the relationship with yourself. Yes, that's the key. Listen, codependency is only about our relationship with ourselves. It's just that people are so used to not dealing with their true work, (laughs) not doing their true work, that all of their energy is in their relationships or on their work or on making money, it's all external. Your problems with relationships are only a reflection of your problems. I see this as a couples therapist all the time. I see two egos having it out with no hope. (laughs) No hope. Because as long, egos can never come to agreement. It is only through humility and compassion and understanding and forgiveness and connecting at, at, at a deeper level with individuals, at an energetic level with individuals that we can heal relationships. And we can't heal relationships if we don't heal ourselves. If you don't heal yourself, you will go to the second relationship and you will destroy that one. And you will go to the third relationship and you will destroy that one. And you will go to the fourth relationship and you will destroy that one. The divorce stats tell you the whole story. 50 something percent of first marriages end in divorce, 60 something percent of second marriages and 70 something percent of third marriages. It's not our relationships that's the problem. Our relationships are a problem because we are the problem. Our finances are a problem because we are the problem. Our depression is a problem because we are the problem. Our relationships with our children are the problem because we are the problem. We are the problem and we are the solution. This is why I say codependency healing stops all the BS of looking for scapegoats outside of ourselves. And it starts to say, what can I learn from this? What's my part in this? Why am I putting up with this? Why am I taking this so damn personal? Why am I so damn sensitive? It starts to ask what what is my part? What do I need to see here? What do I need to learn? And it stops saying no because of you and you and you and you and them and they. It comes down to taking accountability and being responsible for yourself and your actions and your healing. Because regardless of whatever's ever happened to you, it might not have been your fault, but it's your responsibility to heal from it. We have to have the courage mm-hmm. to look at we We have all been victimized. And some horrifically. I know that. And I do not minimize the suffering. But from this perspective, we actually go through suffering in order to transcend it, to break free from it. Mm -hmm. It's all part of the process. And I know that some people will get very mad at my saying that, but it's the truth. We're all going through stuff and we all have to learn 
or we will just keep repeating the same cycles over and over and over again until the day we die. Most people don't change. Most people don't heal. So most people never find true happiness. This is the way of true happiness. It's the inward journey. It's the journey of the self. It's the journey of self-love. And we need to stop looking around and putting that on everybody around us, on our career, on our financial status, on our social status, on our appearance, because that's just a distraction from the work that we actually need to do, that we are afraid to do, because people are afraid to go inward. But the only, you know, they used to say, they still say it, the only way is through, yeah. the only way is in. Yeah, I feel like your entire life, your relationships, where you live, the peace you have, all of that is a reflection of who you are inside. Absolutely. 100%. What are some setbacks that you see your patients or people that you know have on this codependency journey and how can they overcome them? Number one, the resistance. The resistance to really go within the fear. I get it. But let me tell you, any of us who've done a healing journey, and yourself <laughs> included, yeah, can all say it's not for the faint of heart, but it's worth it. It's absolutely worth it because we find our life, ourselves, our destiny, our strength, and our power in it. Yeah. And if people keep running from their stuff, they're just going to be running their whole lives. You will run. I always tell people, if you run, you'll run forever. At some point, you got to stop running and you got to turn around and you got to look in the mirror. And so that's one of them, the resistance and the fear to do the inner work. And, you know, and I think that's really the biggest one. I think that's the biggest hurdle. You know, I think a lot of times people don't know how to begin. I think people don't have an understanding. That's why for me, it's been so powerful to see how helping my clients see themselves through this lens really facilitates inner healing in a very powerful way. Because it's like you can see the story and you can see the part where you can take full accountability and full responsibility. And only through full accountability and full responsibility can we fully change and fully heal. You know, I think, you know, that's the powerful part about it. The hard part about it is you got to stop being a victim. You got to you gotta stop rehearsing your trauma. You got to stop rehearsing your pain. You got to stop using it as a crutch, as a label, as an identity as a reason to not own the fullness of your power and your light, as a reason to not step out, you know, we have to stop being a victim. It's not all love and light. <laughs> it leads to that. <laughs> it leads to light, but it's not. The journey is not, like you said, for the faint of heart. And I tell that to all my clients too. I'm like, it's going to hurt like shit and it's going to be messy and it's going to be ugly, but what comes out of it there's so much peace and happiness and just, you know how many times I just come out and I, you've, you've witnessed me just saying, I love my life. <laughs> like I love my life. It just comes out because with all of the trauma that I've had, with all of the things that I've experienced, with all the losses that I've had, with all the failures, I love my life. 
And it's because of the person that I've become from doing this healing and this work. And there's no price. Absolutely not. For that. And the ability for an individual like you to say, I love my life. That is an individual that has been awakened. And this is the journey of awakening. It's the journey of enlightenment. So my codependency healing is about enlightenment. Mm -hmm. It's about enlightenment. It's about the awakening of the soul. All of your pain and drama and trauma and addictions and compulsions and relationship issues and rejection and abandonment are all pointing you inward. They are all the teachers grabbing you by the hand, but taking you inward. And until we take the hand and go inward and awaken the soul and connect with our soul, then we will continue to experience abandonment and rejection and pain and trauma and addictions and compulsions and all of those things. It will continue to hold up the mirror to try to lead us inward. So my advice to people, take the hand. Don't wait. It's a forever journey. And that's another thing that I, that I tell people. Trust the process. It's all a process. It is a forever process. You know, I tell my clients, hunker down. Hunker down. Because you're not going to get healed of codependency in six months or six years. Because this is the journey of the soul. And it's a lifetime journey. It starts with healing all the mess and all the trauma and all the crap that ego picked up along the way, because that's what ego does is picks up a lot of crap along the way. It starts with cleaning up the crap, but that's just the beginning. Then it leads to the spiritual journey and it leads to the awakening of the soul and it leads to the journey of actualization and it leads to the journey of empowerment. It leads to the journey of owning and walking in our divinity and our energetic realities. It even leads us to our ability to access and live connected with the miracle realm because it just gets deeper and deeper and higher and higher. And it all starts with the journey of looking at the mess, owning the mess, and beginning to take responsibility for it by beginning the journey inward. 100% true. I agree with everything that you said. I appreciate you coming on here and sharing. Is there any last thing? It's all about you. Stop looking outside yourself for answers. Stop looking outside yourself for worth. Stop looking outside yourself for approval. It's all about you. You will never find what you're looking for outside of yourself. What you give to yourself, no one could take away. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it's eternal. Yeah, forever. You're like the one person that's with you forever. <laughs> forever and ever. Yeah, heal that relationship because it's the most important relationship you'll ever have. Absolutely. So Nani, where can people find you if they want to contact you and they want to definitely be following you so they know when your book comes out? Because I cannot wait. Uh, thank you. I I don't really know when the book is going to come out. It's not going to be for a minute. Uh, I can be found uh, on my website, www.nanisolares.com. And I am on Instagram and Facebook and I have a YouTube channel uh, called Healing Meditations with Nani Solares. And I'm also starting uh, some teachings specifically geared toward men now called Helping Men Heal. And I'm going to start a YouTube channel for that as well. 
And then I have my regular YouTube channel where I also put all sorts of like um, inner healing posts and, and videos and stuff like that. Definitely put all of that into the show notes. All right. Well, thank you so much again, Nani, for joining us. All right, guys, if there's anything that you would like to ask Nani, feel free to send her a message and follow her because she is amazing, very, very knowledgeable. And remember, guys, it's not all over the night.